0: Next, on Inside the SCCA, one of the first families of autocross. On this episode of Inside the SCCA... We begin our month-long tribute to the women who are such a big part of the SCCA. Someone who has been to every solo nationals, D. Schweikl. D. How are you? Uh, wonderful. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. So, a little bit of background for the people at home. Um, every year, the um, the SCCA Women on Track uh, initiative. Uh, starting last year, honors um, 31 ladies in the month of March. March is is um, uh, Women's History Month. So they utilize the month of March to highlight and honor 31 ladies who are instrumental in making the Seca what it is. And one of the people that they're honoring this year is Dee. Congratulations. Let's start with that.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Um, did you know you were going to be honored? Oh, uh,
1: no, well, not well, yeah, I guess I was.
0: And, and when you found out that you were going to be one of the honorees, what were you, what, what were your thoughts?
1: Um, my friend Velma <laughs> recommended me.
0: Blame it on Velma, right?
1: Hmm.
0: I said, blame it on Velma, right?
1: I don't blame it on Velma.
0: There you go. There you go so I start these podcasts every time the same way I ask uh, I ask some questions and the first question I always ask is how did you get mixed up in this crazy sport that we all love
1: um because I uh, wanted to meet some people and I happened to meet people that were in the central Kentucky region of the sports car club of america and um i met my husband there and uh, i got introduced to autocrossing
0: so now uh in what 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 year was that about
1: it was um uh, 1965 i think
0: okay okay <laughs> So, so was, did you get involved with the club before a meeting, George, or after?
1: Oh, um, I met him kind of in the club.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so who was responsible for getting you to the club in the first place? Because usually back in the day, it was the other way around. The The, the husband or the boyfriend would be in the club first, and then the girlfriend or the wife would follow th- follow along or would come along. How did you get involved with the club in the first place?
1: Uh, A a, a friend of ours, a a mutual friend introduced us. Um, I was working at the University of Kentucky at the College of Dentistry. One of the dental students was into cars, and um, he introduced George and me.
0: Got it. Got it. And um, once you guys met, was it uh, was it through Auto Crossing, or were you guys doing other stuff in the club and then found Auto Crossing?
1: Uh, kind of uh, the social aspects of it first, and then uh, I, I've always liked cars, uh, so uh, I th- thought it would be fun to do.
0: So we talk about these days um, how difficult it is for. Uh, women to get involved in motorsports, and things are a lot more, um, I would say, accepting these days maybe than they were back in the '60s and early '70s. How was it for you when you were getting involved?
1: Well, there were a, a few other women, yeah, and, and they were—they encouraged me.
0: Sure, sure. So were you auto, uh, immediately drawn to driving an autocross or were you involved in kind of the behind the scenes stuff?
1: Um, I, would, I guess I was uh, drawn more to to actually participating in, in the autocross itself, driving the car.
0: Right, right. Now, I, I understand that you are in a very, very elite club. And 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 I'm not talking about the SCCA. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about a group of people who have participated in every solo nationals that's ever happened. What <laughs> when when you went to the first one? I guess that was what 1973, right? Correct. That was in St. Louis. Right. How, what describe the what solo nationals? was in 1973 because now it's it's 800 900 drivers it is a huge event what was it like in 1973
1: i can't remember how many people were there but it was probably only a couple hundred okay it was the course was on a racetrack and we drove we started at one spot and drove around to the other side. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody had a, a stopwatch at one end and said, Go into <laughs> the, uh, some, the to someone on the other side, and they, he stopped the, the, the clock that way
0: so the start and the finish were not the exact same location no so did they have like a radio that would tell you tell the person at the finish when to start the stopwatch
1: yeah right
0: not not quite as technical as it is today was it
1: oh hardly
0: (laughs) so was it was it, a, was it a big deal in 1973, Solo Nationals? Or was it kind of like, oh, we're it, like kind of just another event?
1: Uh, kind of like, well, it was a big deal because it was the first time. Right. And But uh, uh, it, it nowhere near as sophisticated as it is now.
0: Sure, sure. What were you driving in 1973?
1: I was driving... George's
0: Alpha. Okay, and and is that the car you still drive today?
1: No, we've been through several Alphas. Okay.
0: <laughs> Do you, so. So, what was the um, reason for going to the newer Alphas or the different Alphas? Was it because you just had a newer model that was faster or or more exciting? What was the? How was the progression from that first Alpha to where you are today?
1: Oh... Uh, just wanting a new newer ones and I guess more sophisticated, but sure. So which,
0: um, how many alphas have you, have you all gone through? I don't use the word gone through like, but what, um, which, which alpha number are you on now?
1: Oh, I, I, I need my coach to tell me. Seven. <laughs> so this is what? 17. Seventeen
0: Alphas. Wow! No. <laughs> what was the what was the first one?
1: What was the first one, George? You want some help here? <laughs> I, I I drove them before D came along, and the one that we both drove in was a 1971 Spider. Okay. And, and the reason we got rid of it was that it it got rusty, and we found it later <laughs> on that we still have.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine I'm, I, I grew up in Chicago and Wisconsin, so um, a Midwest <laughs> Alpha probably did have some rust. I get it. And then and then what alpha are you driving today?
1: Uh, well, we have the 1976 autocross car and we have a, a, a 1991 uh, just a daily driver, street dri- my retirement cruiser. OK,
0: <laughs> your retirement cruiser. I love it. I love it. All right. So um, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, we're going to talk a little bit about women on track and the initiative and um, why um, why it's important. What we're doing in this month of March, we'll do that next on Inside the SCCA. Stay with us. And we're back on Inside the SECA, my guest, Dee Schweichel, one of our, well, this year's first honoree for the SECA Women on Track Initiative. And um, what do they call the group of people, Dee, who have been at every solo nationals? There's a term for it, right?
1: Hundred percenters.
0: Hundred percenters. I love that. I love that. So this is going to be coming up this year the 50th Solo Nationals. So you've done right. 49 of them. Right. So what what's your best finish at Solo Nationals?
1: Um I've been I was first at the uh, the first national and then first at um uh, one in,
0: in wichita okay i knew the answer i just wanted to hear you tell me
1: <laughs>
0: so you have two national titles Three.
1: Three. Three.
0: okay okay and and you go back today and compete i know it's not um it's not i i'm not allowed to ask a lady their age um, um. But you, you go back and compete this year now. What do the younger ladies talk to you about when you when you talk to them at at a solo or an autocross?
1: Um, I, I guess I I don't talk to them that much.
0: Okay, because you're kind of a legend.
1: The class is usually little, and we're. We're going so fast that you know, staying on schedule and everything. And I share. Uh, in the last few years, I've shared the car with another woman, so we just kind of jump back and forth.
0: Sure, sure. So we're we're honoring the um, the women on track um, honorees this year. And uh, my goal with the podcast is um, to get as many of the 31 ladies who are being honored on a podcast in the month of March. I'm not quite sure I'm going to get everybody because that's a logistical challenge because uh, everyone has lives and, and things to do. And, the, and it's March, and in a lot of parts of the country, we're actually racing. So um, I don't know if I'm going to get all 31, but uh, rest assured, I'm going to try. But um, so, so are, what are... When you started, there was no Women on Track initiative. Um, we have this today, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on uh, the efforts that the club is making to um, help women, um, first of all, get recognized for the efforts that they put in. Um, you know, I've been involved on the road racing side for a long time, and and I don't think road races would happen without all of the women who volunteer to help to make them happen. Um, and, uh, but what are your thoughts on the Women on Track initiative and what they're, what they're doing?
1: Oh, I think it's a, a great idea, and, uh, it, and it, it gives the women to, a chance to get together and, and share what we're doing. And, and uh, I haven't helped with much of the initiatives, but uh, I'm always willing to help.
0: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do Do you think something like this would have been helpful to you when you were first starting out?
1: Oh, I don't think I even would have thought about it. Sure, there. It it it, it was so different fifty years ago. How so? Well, it It, it was just so much more low key and. Um, not as organized and um, the emphasis was mainly on having fun, I think, and maybe not so much on the trophies and all of the, the extra stuff.
0: Was the club for you welcoming back in the day?
1: Oh, it was very welcoming.
0: That that's pretty amazing, considering where the the world was for women back in the sixties and seventies, isn't it? Yeah. What What do you think? What What would you attribute that to? Um, because you know we've all heard the stories of of how difficult it was uh, for women to get an equal shot and and to be involved in sports with guys. You know, and Title IX and all of that kind of stuff came out of the 70s. What would you attribute the fact that the club was so welcoming to you back then in a time when it when other other types of activities weren't quite as welcoming?
1: Well, it was Kentucky to begin with, and, and Kentuckians are real friendly and they they like to share with with friends And it was was a small group. And so there were probably I don't know how many were in the club in in those early years, but probably only 20 or 25.
0: Sure. And over time, did that uh, did that change at all as far as, you know, did you see more women come over time and, and start to participate? How many women were at that first solo nationals, do you think?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, well, I know Susan Anderson was. Right. <laughs> and um, there were three or four. Okay. yeah, there, I think there were some from the West Coast. I'm, gosh, I, I need a, a list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I always tell people, um, you know, because I've. I've been in in the club not as long as you have. Um, I think I've been involved for about 35 years. And you don't do anything for 35 years or 49 going on 50 years at solo nationals like you are if the people aren't good people, right? We like cars. We like to go fast. We like all of that. But if it wasn't a great group of people to hang out with, we wouldn't do it, would we?
1: Of course not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we we go I I I go as much for the people as as the competition.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, when you strap in the car though, cuz you seem like everyone's favorite grandma. You 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 seem like the person who if I didn't know you you race cars, you you'd be you'd be the person who'd be, you know, making making biscuits or making cornbread and and baking and all that other fun stuff. When you get to solo, though, and put on the helmet, are you a different person with the helmet on?
1: Well, I try to be more competitive. (laughs) But I've always done it more for the fun of it and and being with the people than winning trophies and stuff.
0: All right. So I think, well, actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a break and take our last break here. And when I come back, I'm going to ask you a favor. okay? Okay. because you've got some experience and I think you are the right person for me to ask this of. Okay? so we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about the 50th Solo National. Stay with
1: us. All
0: right, we are back on Inside the SCCA. I'm Brian Bolanski. My guest is a 100 percenter, D Schweichel, one of the handful of people. I think it's eight people, Dee. Is Does that number sound right to you or something close to that? It's
1: seven or eight, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And when I say eight people, these are the 100 percenters. We, that's what they're called. Uh, they're folks who have been to the solo, every solo nationals since 1973 which would mean every single solo nationals, hence the name 100%. All right, so, so D, I, 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 I'm going to try this year. The goal is for me to come and do my podcast from solo nationals this year. Um, we did the same thing uh, last year at the runoffs and had a ton of fun. And since it's the 50th, uh, solo nationals, we've been talking about going out to Lincoln to do the solo nationals. And I've said to myself, I am going. if I'm going to go to Lincoln, I might as well compete my first solo nationals. I haven't done solo literally since 1989. I haven't been a, at a single solo. I've been to a solo, but I haven't driven a solo since 1989. So I'm going to do a couple out here in California this summer so I don't make a complete fool of myself. But when I get to Lincoln, I need a mentor. And I'm wondering if you would be my mentor. Oh,
1: I could try.
0: I would love that. I would love that because I don't think there's anybody out there who's got more experience than you, right? Um, at least not at Solo Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I if, if you're willing, I would love to have you show me the ropes and uh, maybe do a course walk with me and uh, kind of get me get me pointing in the right direction. How's that sound?
1: I'll, I'll be happy to.
0: Okay. And then the second most important thing about solo nationals, I need someone to introduce me to all the cool people. So can you do that too? Introduce you to? All the fun people.
1: Fun people. I'll, yeah, I'll work on it.
0: I bet that would be great. So if you are, if if we have someone watching today who is um, a lady and on the fence about coming to a solo, uh, tell them, tell them why they should give it a shot.
1: Well, it's just, it's a great way to meet people. And it's, uh, it's fun. Get you outdoors. Uh, During COVID, that was really nice because we could be socially distanced out out, outside, and I I like being outdoors. And um, in in this part of the country, it's really pretty. We go out and, and drive around a lot.
0: Um so let me ask you one other question this one's really important i'm thinking about bringing my wife out and having her do it as well i should not be her coach right (laughs) i
1: don't don't know george was my coach okay
0: and it worked out
1: it worked out we've we've made it uh, through through 50 years together (laughs)
0: That's great. I, I I've been told that it's not good for spouses to be coaches of their spouses. So, um, well,
1: uh, no, I I wouldn't say that was true for us. Okay, great. George was a good coach.
0: Well, he must be. You got two national champions, three national championships out of it. So, uh, how how much coaching did you give to George? That's the most important
1: question. Um, I don't think I give. Too much coaching to him. Tell him about the purse. What's Um, that? Tell him about the purse.
0: The purse. What's
1: the purse? Oh, if I beat him, he has to carry my purse.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And how many times has George carried your purse?
1: Uh, A few times.
0: (laughs) And I bet you he does it proudly. All right. So, D, I want to thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been a ton of fun getting to know you a little bit. And um, it's uh, there's a reason why you are the first honoree this year for SCCA's Women on Track. Um, it, it's, it's really fantastic to see someone who's put in so much time to the club and uh, and helped folks along the way. Had a great time doing it, it sounds like. And uh, there's some hardware on the, on, on the mantle for for your efforts as well and uh congratulations on 49 years at the runoffs how many more years do you want to do this
1: oh as long as i can still move <laughs> there you
0: go I, I i correct myself 49 years at solo nationals so all right d Schweichel, thank you so much uh for uh for joining us today on the show i really mm-hmm. appreciate it uh, we're going to do more with uh, the Women on Track honorees uh, throughout the month of March, so tune in for that. This is another episode of Inside the SCCA. If you have liked what you heard, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network and the Racing Network on YouTube so you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. You can follow us on social media to, to find out who our next guest is and leave a question on Twitter. It's at RacingWireNet. There's a new Inside the SCCA every week. I'm Brian Polanski. Have a fantastic weekend, and go play with cars.
1: Hi, I'm Kelton Jago, and this is Inside the SCCA. Inside
0: the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.